Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of RB1 Colon, a fantasy football podcast brought to you by FATEAMS.com. I am your humble host, Pete Rogers, joined by, as always, by everyone, a full contingent this week or today, this episode. Just Clark Barnes, Mr. Class Jordan Smith, the man, the myth, the legend, Ginger Nick. Guys, how are we doing? Doing great, Pete. Great. Fantastic. Um, Before we get into tonight's show, where we're talking starts and sits and we're going to look over our locks. I do. I want to try it once more. I've tried it in the past and I'm going to try it again. I'm going to take a step to the pop culture corner and I'm going to ask you guys, have any of you seen the Netflix original show maniac? Mm-mm, no. Is it awesome? It's, it's quite good. It is a, it is a good mind F and it, it's, it takes you a lot of twists and turns, but the conclusion Becca and I had a disagreement about how it concluded. And so I was going to see if any of you had seen it. And so that I can discuss and prove to her that my point is right and her point is wrong. But since none of you have seen it, I'm just now speaking to uh, three blank faces. You could tell her that we all supported you and then you'll find out if she listens. Well, she does. I know she yeah, does. I will Becca, just for the record. Damn it. I agree with Pete. Yes. I haven't seen it, but I agree with Pete because Becca just beat me in fantasy. So <laughs> Jordan's bitter. bitter. Uh, I'm going to have to hear arguments for which side I should fall on. Excellent. Well, we're so far tied 2-2, and Nick is the deciding vote. So, Nick, you have to now – this is your weekend homework. Instead of watching football, watch all <laughs> binge watch all of Maniac and then come back on Tuesday's podcast and tell us what you think for the conclusion. Will do. Can Perfect. do. Perfect. This has been another successful pop culture corner. So we are going to start off. Well, we're going to talk week eight starts and sits. Before we do that, obviously, we are going to recap last week's locks and do a little recap of the standings. So let's start with Clark. Clark, who said his lo- his lock slash, as we established, his you know hot take fireball explosion of death was Deion Lewis with 100 yards from scrimmage, which... Wasn't even that hot of a take because Deion Lewis had 155 yards from scrimmage uh, against the Chargers in, in London. So hot take paid off. Well done, Clark. Clark now with a record of two and nine. So that's a, another win. Climbing out of the basement. Climbing <laughs> as surely as quickly as one can. Getting those stairs built so that you can uh, make your way out. Um, Jordan... Now, Jordan said to definitely start Austin Hooper, but I realized after re- listening to the tape, uh, you never actually gave us a score or a stat line to expect from Austin Hooper. You just said to start him and then listed some facts about him. Um, Whoops. That being said, he finished tight in 16, so I'm not sure I'm going to count that as a win because... In 16-team leagues, he was... He <laughs> was a great start if you were in a 16-team league. Uh so Jordan now uh, with a loss is record at two and two, still batting five hundred. Um, 
myself, my lock was Tariq Cohen getting you 20 points in PPR, and that's another win for yours truly. This is a successful week of locks. Cohen got you over 20 points in PPR with a big game against the uh, the New England Patriots, uh, just like I predicted. So I'm now 2-6. and six. So a little quick current standings recap. Jordan is technically sitting atop if we're looking at batting averages. Jordan's 2-2, two and two, batting 500. I am in second, 2-6, and six, hitting 250. Uh, Clark is in third, 2-9, and nine, knocking 180. And Nick, Nick is just trying to get on base. He is 0-3. So come on, Nicholas. I this think is, we're only counting the number of times you were right. So I don't think batting a percentage is important here. Well, sure. We can only count. I was just, I was looking at the batting percentages to rank. We all have two right. There you I go. Mean, how do you differentiate between the two who are right? Granted, we should also take into account the lack of locks that Jordan has made in comparison to, well, Clark, you're the master of the multi-lock. Um but yes, technically, it is a tie for first between Jordan Clark and myself. Uh, Nick is comfortably in the bottom. Nick still hasn't constructed stairs to get out of the basement. You miss all the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <sighs> Excellent quote. Bye. Excellent quote. Uh, so with that now established, we're going into week eight. Nick, hopefully this is the time where you can get yourself out of the basement. And this is the time where I can truly separate myself from these fools that I'm currently tied in first with. Um, let us start off, as we always do, with the shit shows. And we're going to start the shit shows with another London game as the Philadelphia Eagles go to jolly old England to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this game is a shit show because not only are the Jags a shit show, but also because any freaking game in London is a shit show because it's 930 in the freaking morning. Yeah, it's always fun when Pete does this. He doesn't tell us where the games are going to be. So I've taken to doing the formatting of the little header number two so I can minimize them and quickly jump to the game I have. I know this is peeling back the onion curtain. And everybody's interested. Uh, But yeah, this my big takeaway note for this game is I'm not really interested in it for fantasy. Uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars are completely imploding and the eagles are, are playing pretty good on defense so if i can get away from the game for fantasy i i want to and since it's 9 30 in the morning i'm certainly not going to watch it <laughs> um so philly is second best in yards per game rushing allowed so i'm i've got a couple of don't starts like you Lashawn mccoy folks that were kind of excited and rightfully so that he's probably going to struggle in this game uh do you mean carlos hyde i did mean carlos hyde thank you no worries. I got you. Uh, you're picking me up, Pete. Appreciate I got, it. I got you. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, also not a very interesting <laughs> coming off the concussion and playing for the Bills. Uh, but uh, not sneaky, but Nelson Aguilar is going to be playing out of the slot. The Jags, you know, two starting corners with Boye and uh, Jalen Ramsey. Just any smart quarterback's going to try to avoid them. So I guess you can go with Aguilar and just wake up. Sunday afternoon and and hope that he got you a few points. London games are stupid. We talked about this on Tuesday's podcast. It's also Saturday is the last night for adult Halloween. So I'm Mm. definitely not going to be. This is like an especially (laughs) awful week 
for Sunday morning London football games because no one is going to be functioning Sunday morning because it's Halloween. And we all know that Halloween is not a holiday for young children to go trick-or-treating from door-to-door, but for 20 to 30-year-olds to get way too intoxicated on milk and cookies in very uh, small and flattering Halloween costumes. Yeah, I bet there's going to be at least one person in every league who starts someone who's out. Yep. The Sunday scaries are very, very real. I got I got really lucky this past week. I woke up and saw that I had a score, and I was like, "Oh shit! I forgot." I forgot there were early games. So, since we're on the subject, does everyone have their Halloween costume picked up? Oh, Clark! Excellent, excellent tangent. Because let's be honest, this game's stupid, and it's a shit show for a reason. Yes, <laughs> Halloween <laughs> costumes. What are people doing? I am going to be Walter Subcheck from The Big Lebowski, and. We had our first Halloween party Saturday, so I'm already like kind of warmed up. I'm feeling good about it. I am. We're going to a friend of ours who live in D.C., and they're throwing a Halloween slash Oktoberfest party. Um, so Becca and I got uh, OG, legit, uh, authentic lederhosen and dirndl. Um, and so we're dressing up as good old Germans. If we're going to Oktoberfest, it's going to be a grand old time. I just figure I just picture you going to like a very old and decrepit rusting coal mining town outside of Boston and going to the Goodwill and like actually finding some proper lederhosen. <laughs> this is we ordered these from a German site. It was excellent. And they got we bought them in Euro and got them shipped across the world. Ooh, these, you better be careful. You're probably on a list now. I, well, I'm definitely on the list. These are legit. That's super fun. My uh my girlfriend and I have discussed being Calvin and Hobbes. Where I would use my orange <laughs> red hair to build on the uh, the Hobbs costume. Approved. I like that. That's a good. Well, hey, uh, Clark. Two years ago, I was Walter Sobchak. So I think we'll probably have to do a listener poll on Twitter to find out who did it better afterwards with costume photos. Yes. I'm in. We're also doing a couple. Uh, the girl is going as the dude. So yes. we'll have photos for everyone. Nice. I have my buddy Jeff be the dude. We can see who's a better dude. <laughs> probably Jeff. Probably, yeah, probably. Uh, probably Jeff. Jeff would probably win that one handedly. Jordan, what are you? Um, well, after that poll takes place, we should put up another poll for the <laughs> listeners to tell me what I should be for. <laughs> I have no idea. I actually went to the Halloween store today. You know, one of those old buildings that used to be a circuit city that they turned into a Halloween shop for like two months. And I couldn't. Figure out what I wanted to be. I had no idea. Let's okay. do it the pod. I know that people can't see it, but so like my costume is always chubby dude, preferably bald with beard, right? You got to stay in your lane. So Jordan, I feel like any of the rocks characters would be a good mm. yep. choice. Last, last year I was the rock from Baywatch. Okay. So now let's be the rock from Rampage. Bravo, Clark. First off, that was an amazing call. Should I just get like a safari outfit? I could be the rock from Jumanji or Perfect. Yes. You don't have to get it. If you already have the red shorts, like there are stupid watching it. Halloween costume. I've heard I've heard Green Bay in the middle of October is delightful for just walking around in a small swimsuit and nothing else. That's yeah, I mean, why don't I just lean into it completely, get some black speedos and go as wrestling rock? So, okay, so when I was a sophomore in college, I had long hair, and I decided to be Tarzan. <laughs> I had long red hair, so I decided to be Tarzan. So for like nine hours, I had three of my idiot friends dreadlock my hair, 
Oh. And I walked around rainy, windy, shitty Salem, Oregon all night long in just a loincloth. Okay. There needs to be A, photographs of that. There B, is. Oh, my God, yes. We're releasing those <laughs> to the world. <laughs> releasing those to the world. Uh, and B, we're now starting a listener petition. They're, listeners, you guys are about to get so involved in this show. We've got a poll as to who's going to be the better, better who has the better outfit. We're going to have a poll as to who Jordan's going to be for Halloween. And we're going to have a petition to get Nick to grow his hair back out so we can dread it on the podcast. <laughs> Never. Are all things that have to happen. Oh, man. You guys, you guys are in for a treat. They already Excellent. failed the uh, the mustache retweet challenge. So yeah, I don't think was, they're going to rise. That was upsetting. That was upsetting. <laughs> I was all ready for that stash to return. Uh, well, there you go. So there's some Halloween talk. Let's uh, get back into football. Well, quickly, we got to quickly get through these shit shows so we can start talking about games that matter. Uh, the next game on the shit shows is the Patriots at Buffalo, which is a goddamn Monday night game because NFL nailed that one. Uh, and I'm not even going, this game is such a shit show. I'm not even going to talk about a start. I'm not going to talk about a start or a sit because if you're relying on the, any bills player to get you points, then you're losing your league. And if you need me to tell you who to start on the, the new England Patriots, then you're also losing your league. Instead, I'm just going to quickly give a little bit of uh, fantasy advice, little, a little trade advice here. If you have Rob Gronkowski, trade him. Trade Rob Gronkowski. I think he is still he's still healthy. Like they're he's dealing with his back, and the Patriots are are going to be very careful with him. He's still going to play. He's still going to get mild production. But this is something that the Patriots are going to wrap him in bubble wrap, and they're going to save him for the playoffs. They're going to keep him healthy until then. And by the time that they're going to use him and rely on him, yeah, the fantasy season's over. So there's no point in it. Uh, their offense is clicking and looking totally fine without him. They're not going to rush him back because he's had multiple back injuries before. That was what made him drop in the draft. They're paranoid about his back. If you have Gronk, just don't even fret about whether or not you start him at this point. Try to sell him on name and get something back for him. So there's my one thing I'll talk about for this game. So we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, and at the time, I think we were trying to figure out if we could, if you could move someone like uh, Rudolph or Kittle for him. Where, where, What's your price for him? I mean, Rudolph has been garbage too. So I'm, sure. I've got Rudolph. I would trade the crap out of Rudolph for, for anyone. Uh, Kittle's not good. You're not trading Gronk for Kittle. I don't know if you can do a tight end to tight end. I think okay. you would have to do like a tight end, like someone who is also kind of the other. You'd have to find someone who's who the uh, other team is fed up with and just kind of like do a fed up swap. And you're hoping your fed up swap works better than theirs. Okay. Just a note on the Patriots. They are. Sneakily, again, one of the absolute best fantasy fantasy matchups to go against. They are kind of like uh, the Chiefs are this year. So if you're breaking ties and you're going against the Patriots, I mean, I know they, they gave up a lot of points to the Chiefs, which is expected, but the Bears did fine against them too, and the Bears are not good on yeah. offense. I mean, but you're, is Derek Anderson going to do anything? I mean, that's who they're starting. I think against the Patriots, yeah. Like maybe there will be some there will be some points to be had there. Yeah. Can I also like I made that comment before I you said they were playing the Bills and they're like, oh shit, never mind. You're committed. You're committed now. Yeah. Yeah. Stick with it. Die on the hill. Can the sit for this game be Jason Witten? Yeah. I mean, I more often than not, I think a lot of the announcer bashing is just a little bit unwarranted because people every everybody thinks they're the announcers are out to get their team specifically. But this is getting rough for... He makes me so angry. Yeah, he's bad. 
Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, walking tall, Jordan. All you would need is a cricket bat or like a two by four or something. So, so ooh, I can bring that to you. <laughs> all you need. It's been ten minutes. Clark's still on it. <laughs> Looking up rock movies. I'm like, oh, Tanner and Chris. That's gonna be hard. He's to on get. his IMDb page right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fast and the Furious 6 and a muscle <laughs> shirt. It's not going to work. You should get like a little car thing that like, you know, like one that's attached by like suspenders and walk around with like a mm, little car. Yes. Right That'd be fun. I'm sure that would not be super obnoxious once you're hammered. Right. It would not be cumbersome to get in and out of bars with. <laughs> let me just, uh, let me just scoot here with my car that's on my shoulders. Oh, hey, babe. Mind if I park it? Ooh, think of all the puns you can do. <laughs> It'd be a lot. It would be a lot. Get pulled over for drunk driving. But officer, I'm not even driving the car. Anyways, lots of fun. Uh, Denver taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a shit show because does anyone actually trust Denver to do anything, especially since the Chiefs defense looked can we say that they've maybe turned a little bit of a corner and they're no longer the punching bag of the NFL when it comes to giving up a, a shit ton of yards and fantasy points, Nick? No, we can't. Uh, this is my cock lock, ready to lock, lock of the week. Philip Lindsay is going to play out of his freaking mind. He, uh, I've got him as my RB9 right now because Royce Freeman is battling a high ankle injury or a high ankle sprain, rather. Um, apparently, he's... The coaches are still saying he might play, but high ankle sprains are usually like six week injuries. Like, there's no, if this really is a high ankle sprain, he he's not playing. Um, that would that would lock Lindsay in for close to twenty touches against a paper towel made defense. Uh, Devontae Booker might steal a few touches, but I, for me, Lindsay's an RB one this week, no question. Is that your lock that he's going to end up being a top twelve running back? Yeah, sorry, I, what I meant to say was. Yes, thank you very much. My cocked lock, ready to rock lock is wow. a running back one this week. Tongue twister. Yeah, didn't mean to do that. I'm with you. Uh, did y'all know the rock was in Hercules? <laughs> actually, that of course. Hercules was not bad. That was actually a pretty good rendition cool. of it. Okay. I approved of that movie. That was a good movie. I mean, I'm uh, a huge Kevin Sorbo fan. So, so have you not seen have you not seen the trailer? So in the, so there's one scene that they do in the trailer where he is they have him trapped in chains and in the sh- in the movie this is like when he like fully accepts the fact that he is Hercules because he's been like running away from it. That's like the gist of the show is that he's a he's like the uh, the uh, anti-hero but like the, the the hesitant hero. He doesn't necessarily want to be Hercules. Yeah. So anyway, Star Wars in Greece. I get it. Right, 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 right. So anyway, so he's like came to these like two huge boulders and he's like locked down and he's like ah no i don't want to be hercules i don't want to be hercules and then to in order to like uh to bring up the the strength and the power to break himself free of those chains he just goes i am hercules and then flexes all of his muscles and like breaks himself free uh when they were filming that he said it and screamed and flexed so hard that he just immediately passed out (laughs) and so so he he definitely did for sure Oh, yeah, just immediately. And you see, like, at, in the movie, they just like, immediately cut after he says that line because he just then evidently just, like, collapsed and was just out cold because he flexed and screamed too loud. So, great movie. Having to like all the time. I need somebody without, like, a, a catchphrase or a, a line because I can just see myself just screaming that in people's faces. <laughs> when I'm Ooh, what about, oh, you we'll would need a... We'll keep at it as the show. Yeah. Goes. 
Yeah. We'll keep working on it. We'll keep working on it. We will eventually find the perfect rock character for Jordan to be for Halloween. Um, final game of the shit shows. We're <laughs> spending so little time on these and I love it. Uh, Colts versus the Raiders. Clark, what is this Raiders offense going to look like without Amari Cooper? I, <laughs> Garbage? I don't know. I mean, so I was kind of pumping Doug Martin being a good option this year, but he's looked really bad in very limited time. I don't know who else they're going to play. So if you're desperate and you can go get Doug Martin, I know we've already had waivers by the time you're listening to this, but it's there's a lot of good teams on by. So maybe you can go pick up Doug Martin and play him. But really my, you know, my starts are the Colts backfield started to finally look good. Marlon Mack had a good game. I think he'll continue. I think Naheem Hines gets back into the mix. And of course, T.Y. Hilton is back. So the sneaky start is the Colts defense. Um, I'm trying to stay away from Oakland. Just too much going on there. And so, of course, Oakland's going to win like 48 to 13 or something. Of course. Um, yeah, no, I don't trust anything Oakland's doing right now. I read an interesting article on the ringer that was talking about how, uh, if you look at this from John Gruden's perspective of having basically 10 years locked in, they can't, they're not going to get rid of him. And so that he can like establish and run this like whole plan that he has. It's like the Marvel cinematic universe where he can like start at the ground level and has a plan for the next 10 years. Um, and then also like kind of it's clear what is basically the point was is that what he's doing is he's like scrapping all these pieces and rebuilding such that the team is going to be just on the rise when it goes to Vegas, um, which I was like, all right. Aren't they going to Vegas next no, year? No, they're going 2020. Oh, so they got two years. Jordan, also, that might be fun. You could go get a wig. Uh, if you find a smaller uh, little female to go out with you, that'd be like a good couple costume. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Moana from Moana. Oh, fun. And you can sing that song, which is awesome. Uh, what is it? Uh, what can I say except you're welcome? There you go. <laughs> the little chicken is all that I know about from that movie. Yeah. So that'd be fun to like get that. Yeah. And you can get one of those like squeeze rubber ones. <laughs> and if you're oh, listening, to podcast, you're wondering, is Clark going to do this every game? Yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> There's Clark, the Rock has made enough movies that we can, for every single football game we talk about, talk about one character of the Rock is that the Rock has played that Jordan could convey for Halloween, uh, and then you guys can vote on the best ones. Uh, all right, so there's your shit shows uh, into the if I'm bored categories, and we're going to start off with the team from Washington in uh, New York to take on the Giants, and I'm going to say in this game my start is Adrian Peterson. Fun fact. He's 33 years old, is 10th in the league in rushing, and f- averaging the fifth most carries per game. Who'd have thought? Just like we all predicted at the beginning of the season. Well, we were sort of right. The analysis was right that whoever is starting for the right. team in Washington, regardless of how good they are, is going to be good numbers-wise. Right. It's going to get a lot of touches. But it's impressive to see what AP is doing currently. Uh, the Giants have given up the 10th most rushing yards and 6th most rushing touchdowns this season. And the biggest thing, the reason why I'm why I made this pick and why I'm so excited and why I explicitly wrote down that I wanted to talk about this game, the Giants just traded away Snacks Harrison, who was fifth on the team in tackles and first in tackles for a loss. 
the basically the anchor of their defensive line they just shipped to Detroit for a fifth round pick. So now there's no one to plug runs up in the middle, which is exactly what Adrian Peterson's going to do. He's going to run the ball right down the Giants' throats. And I'm going to make this my Linus Yale Jr., father of the pin tumbler lock of the week. You can look that shit up. He did invent the lock. Uh, Adrian Peterson finishes this week uh, with at least 15 points in PPR leagues. Yeah, the Giants are just selling off parts now. I mean, with Snacks Harrison, Eli Apple, It's uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday night. There very well could have been a trade right now, and Carlos Hyde got traded on a Thursday. There could be more trades uh, tomorrow when you're listening to this. So, yeah, go with go with AP, Alex Smith and AP, the future of Washington. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's an awesome pick. Uh, I would I would venture to guess that that being fifth on a team in tackles as a defensive tackle is a pretty big accomplishment. I don't know how many two down run stoppers are racking up that big of numbers. This guy is a stud. He's a, he is a stud, which is why Detroit was like. I mean, all of the Lions fans were like, well, "Holy crap, we got him for a fifth round pick." Um, I think he has a pretty big cap hit, which is probably involved a little bit, but it's not that bad. Is it not, not that, that bad? bad? It's not that bad. No, not for what they're getting. No, and it's just it blow. I I just think that Adrian Peterson, Washington, has already once established that basically their offense is just run Adrian Peterson down your throat, and if you can stop him, you'll win the game. If you let him go and run all over you, you'll lose. I just who's going to stop him? Like they just got rid of their best run stopper, and and now they have they haven't had any time to like scheme around that missing piece, and so Adrian Peterson is just going to run wild. Well, they've got their stud uh, linebacker that they gave up like two picks for. And yeah, Alec Ogletree. Yeah. yeah, and he's like the, the third worst linebacker. Tell me how that's decade. going for you, so, Giants. They should be fine. Yeah, Generally, the big boys in the middle are the ones just absorbing blocks so other people can right. make tackles. So the fact that he's fifth on the defense and tackles, just that just shows a lot yep. for the way they're trending. Uh, All right, let's move on to the next game. The San Francisco 49ers head to Arizona in an NFC West battle. And I had this as a, eh, if I'm bored, because it's two shitty teams taking each other on. It could be exciting. Could be intense. Who knows? Uh, Jordan, what do you got for this game? Yeah, this game's interesting, if not for the fact that you hope that having Byron Leftwich take over as OC is kind of a night and day sort of situation. Um my player that I picked to start this week is actually Christian Kirk. Um, been liking him more and more as the year progresses. Uh, San Francisco is 28th in passing DVOA against wide receiver twos. Um, Kirk has gotten that good rapport with Rosen. Um, even as the offense struggles, he's still getting his targets um, and actually taking targets away from Larry Fitzgerald. Um, he's second on the team in targets, but first in yards per catch. Um, and both him and Larry Fitz are um, tied with the team lead for first downs, having 12. So they're they're the go-tos. You know, you'd think it might be doing something tricky with David Johnson or just Larry Fitzgerald because of how sure-handed he is just running away with um, those third or fourth down situations. But it's it's been a tie between the both of them. So I like Christian Kirk going against San Francisco. I love that. I love that. I think this game is actually uh, really exciting for for fantasy purposes, and I'm super stoked to see what Leftwich can do. Um, go add Raheem Mostair or whatever his last Most name starts. is. Yeah, if if he's not been added, go pick him up. They're the worst run defense in the league. He's going to smash if Breda's out. Which Breda can't finish a full game, so he'll probably be out. 
<laughs> yeah, and last on that, this is total narrative street, but a lot of times when a new offensive coordinator takes over, regardless of whether we think they're good or not, teams come out energized and have that bump. Uh, so if nothing else for this week, yeah, go ahead and go ahead and start your cads. Yeah, and then they're facing a pretty trash uh, 49ers defense who outside of uh, Richard Sherman and uh, and uh, they have one, one other guy, uh, DeForest Buckner. Outside of those two guys, no one's really done anything. Um, yeah, so, they got arrested. Is Reuben Foster? Reuben Foster. Yeah, he's been – Good he's, at football. I mean – Yeah. Hey, I mean, I think Sherm is also not practicing today. So they're just getting worse. Yeah. Yeah, start your Cardinals. See what happens. What the hell? Like, if you're going to start – if you have Cardinals who you could questionably rely on, start them. If it blows up in your face at – NFL Clark, it's all his fault. If it doesn't, and it was great advice, and you won your league because of us at RB1 Podcast. So there you go. We've got our bases covered. Uh, Clark, let's move to you and talk to us about the Miami Dolphins in Houston to take on the Texans. So, as a huge Texans fan, I am uh, barely interested in watching this game. If I'm bored, it is back to the Thursday night stinkers that I think we're used to. The Brock Osweiler led Dolphins come to Houston for a revenge game. Again, I everyone see, aboard the rocket ship. No, stop. Don't don't <laughs> encourage him. Don't do that. So the Texans defense has been coming on. So I don't think you're really interested in starting any other running backs here. The one guy that I think you God, stop it, guys. Stop giving Brock Osweiler credit for being good at football. Stop it. All right. <laughs> I wonder what Brock's going to be for Halloween. <laughs> Clark, who are you starting at sitting in this game? <laughs> Sneaky start, Danny Amendola. He's been doing well. Texans struggle against quick guys who run their routes over the middle. Uh, not at all sneaky start and lock of the week. The Houston Texans defense, the statue that is Brock Osweiler gets sacked no fewer than four times. Well, it's hard to move when you're a rocket ship. So this game is not in Miami. Like Deshaun Watson's rental car didn't go from Jacksonville to Miami. He had to go back to Houston. Did he make it there yet? Or is he still on his way? <laughs> poor dude. Is it in Miami? His no, no, exploded. No. It's in Houston. Oh, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> it's falling apart. Hey, for the record, I really, really like Jakeem Grant this week, and I'm firing him up in like two or three leagues. Yeah. That speed thing. <laughs> and Jordan, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson once played the two theory. Uh, famously, uh, the, here's the line from IMDb. A bad deed on the part of a tough minor league hockey player results in an unusual sentence. He must serve one week as the real life tooth fairy. <laughs> so you know, that sounds that's very pretty. pretty. There's also, <laughs> unfortunately, a Tooth Fairy two Ooh. starring Larry the Cable Guy, which I think everyone probably just didn't happen. Yeah. If only there was multiple. If there was four Tooth Fairies, I bet you we could have all gone as each version. I feel of like tooth if fairy. there was a fourth Tooth Fairy movie, it would have been that Golden Retriever from Airbud. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been it. Dibs of the Golden Retriever. Uh, last game in the If I'm Bored category, we had Seattle Seahawks at Detroit taking on the Loyans. Nicholas, who do you like or dislike in this game? I dislike the Seattle running backs. Um, All of we, them. 
All of them. Uh, Rashad Penny is getting more time and, and producing more than, I think it was 1.9 yards per carry. Um, so that's a plus. Chris Carson is still the, the lead back. Mike Davis has kind of been phased out. But either way, with Snacks Harrison there, they're going to be running into brick walls. And Pete Carroll prides his off, himself on his offense running into brick walls. That's how you win games or win games. You get one yard gains. Uh, anyway, it, it, the, the game, game plan is going to be, way. yeah, exactly. The The game plan is going to be, let's try to establish the run and, and impose our will on snacks and it's not going to work. And golden Tate's going to have a revenge game and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Sit all your, your Seattle. If you still have Seattle running backs, cut them. There are higher upside players. Like if there's if you're in a keeper league, go pick up Darius Geis. Like go, do, just use that spot for a second kicker. Shit, I there's no reason to want to see out running back. It's so bad. I I I don't know which I enjoyed more: the three of us forcing Clark into just pure frustration around rocket ships, or just Nick getting himself so riled up and fed up about Pete Carroll as the three of us are just sitting here, just politely listening and you need to take, feeding off of himself. Take, you need to take the Seattle games away from me. I appreciate oh, you letting me do that, but I you love need to it. take them away. It devolves into just Pete Carroll's an idiot every single time. <laughs> this is why you have to talk about your own team, so you get this kind of beautiful insight. Oh, God. So I like bad. taking the slow down narrative street there and um, having a Golden Tate revenge game. I feel like he's had that a couple of times. Mm, yeah, probably a bunch. He's really good, and we're idiots for letting him go. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna mute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I've burnt so many calories laughing so far this podcast. Um, all right, let's move on to these will be good games, and we will start with. Ah, maybe it's just my sheer, uh, I don't know. I'm totally in on the Browns and I'm stupid for doing it. But Browns, Cleveland Browns at Pittsburgh Steelers. Nick, am I crazy for thinking this will be a good game? Am I crazy for getting excited and all hyped about this? Am I I an idiot? It depends on who you're getting excited about. I think that there's probably going to be some fun stuff. If, If the Browns can hang in it, Chubb will be a thing. But anyway, that's not what you're asking me about. Sit Duke Johnson. It sucks because we all had a little bit of hope two weeks ago when he popped off for 109 yards on six touches. I thought that would be enough for Hugh to be like, holy shit, I don't even have to think. I can just give this guy the ball and he's going he's gonna to put up, put up yards. Nope, I was wrong. Um, I love Nick Chubb, but they need to give Duke the ball more. They're not going to do it. I, I thought that because that, it was in the wake of Duke's showing that they got rid of Carlos Hyde. So I figured it'd at least be a split backfield. It's not. Uh, I hope the Duke blows up at some point and trade him. Sit him right now. Don't trust him. He's an idiot. He's, he and Pete Carroll should run a friggin' team together. This is what needs to happen from now on. Clearly what I need to do is Nick only talks about the Seahawks games and the Browns games, and he needs to talk about them back-to-back every week from here on out. I I'm going to pass some- out with a Hercules scream. Oh, no, I did see something earlier on Twitter. It was like a Hugh Jackson quote when they asked him about Duke Johnson's usage, and they said that they wanted to get him the ball a little bit more, but it also came from Hugh Jackson, so I don't think he really knows what the offense is going to do. That That's like a red flag for me to be like, uh-oh. 
I think I, I think I'm still kind of trapped in like the early. These Browns always find a way to like get into games and then ultimately lose them. I think probably if I'm doing a little self reflecting here, this probably should be an, an if I'm bored game uh, because I was thinking to myself like, ooh, the Browns almost beat the Steelers earlier in the season, but their defense was a lot better back then. Now their defense is starting to kind of show its holes and. I don't know. I don't know. I, this game might not be as uh, as marvelous as I'm thinking it is in my head. I might be selling in this game a little more. Probably be fun to watch AB. Probably. Probably. With, with Cincinnati and Baltimore losing last week, it's, I mean, there's some division implications, but it's true. That's, yeah, that's about it. Um, all right. <clears throat> Next, and this will be a good game. Uh, the New York Jets head to Chicago to take on the Bears. And now, I want to say, I want to quickly give a shout out to our listeners and our followers on Twitter because I uh, tweeted out, I was having a little difficulty uh, figuring out where this game and then also the Jacksonville uh, Philadelphia Eagles game were going to fall in our categories. Ultimately, let's be honest, the Jaguars, it's a London game. It was going to be in the shit shows. But uh, I tweeted out a poll from the RB1 podcast Twitter and you people, the beautiful listeners have spoken and said that the New York Jets and Chicago Bears game uh, could be a good game. So I put it into this will be a good game category. Uh, my start for this game is Jermaine Curse. This is a uh, the old Pete Rogers gut feeling pick, but uh, I feel like curses were going to replace Prince Quincy Anunwa as Darnold's go to receiver. The Bears have a stout D against the run, um, which I think is going to force the Jets to pass. They're not going to be able to run reliably run the ball, uh, especially since it's just going to be Isaiah Crowell because um, Bilal Powell got put on IR, which was sad. The Bears' weakness has been in the middle of their defense, not on the outside, which is where Robbie Anderson works. Chris Hogan just put 66 or 63 yards on six catches working across the middle uh, on the Bears' defense last week. So I think you could see something similar from Jermaine Curse, who's a very talented receiver and has shown flashes before. So I think he and Darnold get on the same page, and it's going to lead to a, a pretty decent start. I like I'm not on board the Curse, okay. the curse train. Sorry, start again, Nick, and tell me why. Uh, because he... I think as a volleyball player, because the way that he sets balls to defensive backs, it's 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 remarkable. But also, he I mean, he put up a dud last week, and who played well in place of him was uh, Chris Herndon, their tight end. He's got touchdowns, I think, in back to back weeks, and he's I think taken over the role, the that interior receiver role, uh, while Anun was been banged up. That's fair. I'll just say the Bears have been very good against tight ends, so that's why I didn't go with him. But fair enough. That's fair. Yeah, no, it is a great matchup. You're right. I will say that, I mean, before the Jets ran into the Vikings, the two games before that, they put up over 30 points. Um, I, I have a feeling the over-under on this Jets-Bears game is 45, and I feel like you should just pound the over. Like I feel like there's just going to be a lot of offense in this. It's going to be like a 38 to 35 game where Mitch Trubisky throws for like 230 yards on 28 completions. Yeah, I can see that. The Jets are in position in a couple of years to be good. And so we're seeing them really struggle and get their butts handed to them against good teams and play well against other bad teams, which the Bears are. Um, San Andreas, really good underrated movie. I don't understand how I'm looking at a rating right now of 6.1 out of 10. Come on, humanity. Yeah. That's he terrible. saved literally, what is it, Los Angeles? It was fun. It yeah. Was a yeah. Fun movie. That one, 
Much like Fast and the Furious, you just need to build a helicopter to sit in. Dwayne Johnson, Carla Giugino, Alexandria Daddario, like, and earthquakes. Come on. What more do you want? Makes me terrified of the West Coast, single-handedly. <laughs> I mean, that stupid movie with what's-his-name that held the stereo up above his head about everything falling apart is better than 6 out of 10. Yeah. Okay, so we're not going to talk poorly of John Cusack. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nick won't allow it. Will not allow that. <laughs> there are some things that Nick is okay with: hating on Pete Carroll, hating on Hugh Jackson, uh, but not John Cusack. All right. I almost said I almost said Hugh Jackman there. Hugh Jackman, you can't hate on either. Hugh Jackman is God. Yeah, yeah. He's good Wolverine. He's a great. Logan was a phenomenal superhero. <laughs> yeah, uh, me and the girlfriend both cried our freaking eyes out in the movie. So theater. good. God, that was such a good movie. Um, all right. Last game in the, uh, in the, what is this category? Uh, these will be good games. We're so good at our jobs. Uh, Nicholas, Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, who do you got? So this is a, uh, a bit of an apology. I told you all to pick up Tyler Croft. I was wrong. It was CJ Uzoma. He was the guy. Uh, he had elite tight end usage in week six when they lost to Pittsburgh. He had uh, seven targets, ran a ton of routes. Last week, he only had two targets, but he caught them both. One went for a touchdown. He kind of salvaged his, his day uh, with that, that TD, and I was absolutely at a family dinner watching this little TV over somebody's shoulder uh, when that happened, doing some fist bumps. But anyway, uh, Kansas City cannot stop tight ends. In four of their six games, they've allowed one tight end to be a double-digit fantasy scorer, just in standard scoring, not even PPR. Uh, week two, they they allowed Zach Ertz to catch 11 of 13 targets for 97 yards, so we almost had the double-digit one there. And then week one was against New Orleans, where Benjamin Watson and Josh Hill combined for, I think it was like 59 yards. Uh, anyway, Kansas City doesn't know what to do with tight ends. Fire up CJ Uzoma. I know it's scary because of what Dalton did last week, and trust me, that burned me. But go back to the well this week. That is great advice, but the Bengals are playing the Buccaneers. So, the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Oh, I just wrote Casey in my notes. Thank you, Tampa Bay. Sorry. Everything that you said still applies. But I don't know about like tight end ranks, but yeah. the Buccaneers defense is awful. So, I'm, I'm with you, and I was on Tyler Croft too. But again finding a way to make myself feel better about myself. We were right that the Bengals tight end position fill in would be rich. And it just happened to be another person. So I'm with you. I was looking up those, those were all stats from the Bucks defense. I just said to Miss Casey's. Cool. That's fair. The Bucks read the logo. Yeah. The Bucks also lost two linebackers to torn ACLs this week. So that's, that's uh, I mean, unless they want to cover him with safety play, their secondary is already in trouble. Yeah, they're gonna get picked apart. Very important update. Uh, 2012, which is the John Cusack movie I was talking about, only a 5.8 out of 10. So a little bit of faith in humanity restored. I he will. Holds, I you can talk shit about that one. He holds the speaker up above his. Oh, you were just talking. You were referencing John Cusack, that actor in that movie. What was that? What is that? Say anything. Say anything. And then referencing 2012, which was a garbage movie. There's a whole lot of loose connections. We got it, though. We made it. We pieced them all together. Yeah, 2012 was a, a trash movie. 
I guess John Cusack romantic movies we can't talk shit about. Everything else no, no. I'm good with. I like him. I was just mad at 2012. Yeah, so, fair. I, yeah. I'll defend 2012. If that's on cable, I'll stop and watch it. I'm in on anything where the human race messed up the environment so much that it just bites back at us. I don't think I'm in on any movie like that. Sports. Like Which McCall was good. Uh, Day after tomorrow. That was yeah, good. that's another. One. That was a good. That was a good weather turning on the human race. I only I liked the wolves. Yeah, ice wolves. That was cool. I watched and Geostorm. I was like, yeah, I'm Gerard Butler. Let's go. But isn't Geostorm not the world turning on us, but us learning how to manipulate weather and then that falling into like the Russians' hands or something like that? Sounds like you've well, seen it, Pete. They had to. <laughs> Well, it seems like you know exactly what the plot is. You don't ask, like, uh, you know, innocent. The thing is, they had to manipulate the weather, though, because they already screwed it up so much. Oh, like, they had to put in a system to fix it. Anyway. So it's like an allegory of why we should not look at how horribly our government is screwing us over and then ask them to fix it. Because right. eventually they'll just break it again. There's Texas coming in hot. I just want to point out. I just want to point out that uh, that pop culture corner, while at the beginning of the podcast <laughs> failed miserably, has lasted now throughout the entire podcast. Yeah, Pete, you got to go like five years ago, or else yeah, I'm not going to be able to I didn't start referencing shows and movies. Guys, did you watch Friends? Let's talk about Friends and how that show ended. There, those are the kind of references I need to make. The Thank phalanges you. on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> All right, games of the week. We finally are here, you guys. Oh, man, only three more games to talk about. Uh, Jordan, let's start with your favorite team. The Green Bay Packers play the Los Angeles Rams as a fan, as unbiased as you possibly be, can be, Jordan. Do you have uh, – what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your upset rank? Well, how are you feeling? You thinking, you thinking the Packers can pull this off, hand the first loss to uh, the uh, Los Angeles Rams? Um, I think they can pull it off if – only because they're coming off a bye. Like, just the fact of them being well-rested and maybe being able to put in a better game plan um, with an extra week of recovery is just a good idea. But the Rams are still playing out of this world. I give them a small chance, but I'm not optimistic. Um, so my my player to start this week is another Rams wide receiver, but it's not uh, Robert Woods. It's Brandon Cooks. Um, and this is my... Lock your doors. Michael Myers is coming. He's back again. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, lock him in for 17 points. Um, he's had a little bit of an up and down season, but um, once I dug into or dug into these stats, it kind of upset me a little bit. Um, so Green Bay is just vulnerable to the big play wide receiver, just that speedy guy who can um, create down the field. Um, so Stefan Diggs had a 75 yard catch on them. Paul Richardson had a 46 yard catch. Kenny Galladay had a 60 yard catch and Marquise Goodwin had a 67 yard catch on them. So basically against every team they played against minus the Buffalo bills has somebody just literally gone yard on them. And Brandon cooks could be in for um, a couple of well-designed Sean McVay plays where he exploits the, the Packers weakness of going deep. Superb. Lock of the week, sir. Yes. I don't know if it's going to happen, but boy, that was good. Good good luck. Good luck. I'm excited about this lock because I was doing a checkup. Fake teams made a bet with with SB Nation's Ram site, uh, Turf Show Times, saying that they were very uh, uh, skeptical 
one could say about Brandon Cooks and fantasy this year. And I made the bet with them that if Brandon Cooks was a wide receiver 12 or better this year in fantasy, that we had to change loser had to change their header uh, to be basically saying that they were wrong about Brandon Cooks. I did a little check this week to see how my bet was going. Mm, not great. Brandon Cooks is, I think, wide receiver 13 in standard and 18 in PPR. Uh, so a big game from him to kind of boost those rankings. He needs to start scoring some more touchdowns with a little more regularity. Uh, so I'll take I'll take a big game for Brandon Cooks this week. I like it. I've got a lot of questions on this one. So I've got just personally, it's let's talk about my fantasy football team time. I've got either Andrew Luck or Aaron Rodgers to start this week. And I feel like Andrew Luck is the super safe. They've been throwing the ball all over the yard. He'll get me three touchdowns. But Aaron Rodgers could has could possibly have that kind of 463 yards and five touchdowns in the 47 to 46 nail biter to the Rams. I, I think the Packers have a shot to actually beat the Rams. Um, so Jordan, I'm coming to you. Who's my starting quarterback this week? Um, generally, I just kind of make it a rule of thumb as Aaron Rodgers is just one of those players that you start no matter what. Um, regardless of matchup, even if the Packers just come out terrible and they don't look very good uh Aaron Rodgers still only has one interception on the season um which is a good look for the green and gold if they truly do get their run game going as Mike McCarthy said he wanted to get the rushing game more attempts that's awesome but also Andrew Luck playing the Raiders who very well after those reports today about those anonymous uh, players saying that trading Mac sucked and then Amari Cooper was just the knockout blow. That sounds like a team that's just super ready to give up. And Andrew Luck could be in store for like 400 yards by the third quarter. So with that said. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the kind of help that Clark was looking for. No, that's uh, good. This, this is good analysis. Makes you think about it. See, that's I'm always still going with Aaron Rodgers, though, just just because he's going to like even if they're down by 21 points, then that's how, you know, Aaron Rodgers is probably going to score at least two more touchdowns. That's always my strat with fantasy advice is I just give you facts and I let you make a decision. That way you can blame yourself on misinterpreting the facts when you're wrong, as opposed to blaming me. Foolproof plan. I've learned this from years and years and years of helping back on her fantasy team. Because when I first was helping her, I would be like, oh, just play this person. And then that person wouldn't get any points. And the person she replaced got a lot of points. And she'd be like, Peter, what are you doing to me? So now Pete, I just give her facts. You have never said anything that I have identified with harder. That's why you just give <laughs> facts you and you let them make their own decisions. And then in that way, they can only blame themselves for the wrong decision they made. I that being said, so bad. Becca didn't. She wanted to. I wanted her to come onto the podcast on Tuesday to talk about this. Uh, she was very pleased in her decision this coming week or this last week to start on her own accord. She started Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson um, and and reaped the benefits. And I was like, oh, well done, dear. All right, let's move on. In games of the week, we have the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Uh, my play for this game is to sit Cam Newton. Feel like this is going to be a bad Cam Newton week because uh, he's going up against a Ravens pass defense that is first in completion percentage, first in yards per attempt, first in sacks, second in touchdowns allowed, and second in fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. So Cam's not going to be able to pass on them. So you're just then hoping that he's going to be able to run all over them, which even still, they have a very good run defense. So I am just going to find myself a streamable quarterback because there are much better matchups than Cam Newton, who's at times already kind of a risky quarterback uh, in terms of throwing the ball against the best 
pass defense in the NFL right now. Not thrilled. Yeah, I'd be a little bit worried uh, just because Baltimore looks like they're the only team that really has a defense that has been consistent um, across all weeks. And Cam Newton has been, I guess, prone to mistakes. And it's, I mean, he has Greg Olson back, which is good, but... Also, I have Cam Newton and other quarterback in another league, and I'm starting other quarterback. There you go. See, my advice is uh, ringing true with Jordan. So there you go. That's all you need. But also, that other quarterback is Drew Brees. So. Oh, well, good God. <laughs> yeah, if you can get someone who's got like a crazy high ceiling in a perfect matchup, then I'm down. But Cam, Cam's on uh, en route to a career year. I have a really hard time benching him. I agree. I think Cam's going to have a great season, and he's. But every great season has one hiccup game. Sure. And, yeah. and if you if you have the luxury of being able to grab a streamable quarterback or have someone else stash stash on your bench like Drew yeah. Brees because you're Jordan, whatever. Yeah. Uh, find some sucker and trade one of those. Yeah. Hey, sometimes you pass out during your draft and end up with six <laughs> quarterbacks. All right. Don't act like that hasn't happened oh, yet. It's been so long since we've referenced this. Oh, I'm so glad it's back. What a perfect time for that to appear. Nar- uh, Narrative Street also says that the Ravens are like, oh, F this. We really should have won last week. Yeah. And now we have to go and prove our mettle. So let's go and take our rage out on a different NFC South team. They're going to eviscerate them. I'm not loving my – I traded uh, James Conner a couple weeks ago for and Marvin Jones for uh, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, kind of been a letdown since then. So not thrilled with that move. You might I think you got to let that love comes back. Yeah, that, that's, that was the reason why I made that trade because I was just like, I don't know when Love's coming back and I don't want to have to deal with this when I, I don't want to have to deal with a committee. And I know Christian McCaffrey is going to get touches for days. After this week, the Carolina running schedule opens up. Swag! Just what I need for the fantasy playoffs. All right, last game on the week, last game on the docket. If you've made it through this far, good work, everyone. Uh, the New Orleans Saints taking on the Minnesota Vikings and possibly the actual game of the week. This could be a shootout, a fantastic game to watch, especially since, uh, as we alluded to on the uh, on our uh, instant messenger client, uh, the half of the, the the top names of the Vikings defense are playing this week, Jordan. Yeah, that's uh, another aspect of it is that the Vikings defense has been up and down just generally all season and not having Anthony Barr and possibly Xavier Rhodes as well is going to impact them a little bit. Um, I think this game is going to be what we initially hoped that the Cincinnati Kansas City game was going to be where there was just points on both sides. Um, So with that said, I like uh, starting Ben Watson this week in New Orleans. So since Ted Ginn got injured um, and placed on IR, he's kind of taken over a lot of the targets that would initially have gone to um, Ted Ginn. Uh, He's got four targets in the first game without Ted and then six in the second. He's caught all 10 of those targets. Um, He is a little bit touchdown dependent, but, um, you know, as we've literally been saying, we got to make this a sound bite. There are no tight ends in fantasy this year. Um, Minnesota is 27th in pass DVOA against tight ends, allowing the fifth most yards per game to the position. So Ben Watson with, you know, so much attention being drawn to uh, Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara in the passing game, he could definitely do some things for you this week. 
I like it. Especially since you know all the top guys on both of these teams you're going to play. So there's no questions there to where to start. Um, so it's a great he's a great guy uh in the in this matchup where you're like, Well, do I play Ben Watson? It's like, yeah, play him. Trust this game's gonna be a shootout. Trust the Vikings aren't gonna be able to cover the tight end, and trust that he's gonna get you 60 in a touch. Yeah. If you're worried that Gronk is still gonna be on a pitch count, then yep. Plug in Watson. I'd 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 probably lean more towards Traquan Smith taking those interior looks, um, but the 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 tight end matchup is there. Yeah, I'm looking at this list of uh, top 37 Dwayne the Rock Johnson movies on Men's Health, and they've got Walking Tall behind Reno 911, Faster San. I mean San Andreas was good. What's Walking going on, Tall Mental? was amazing. Walking Tall is a good movie. Great movie. Good. Walking Tall is great. Walking Tall is a great movie. What is what? What did they have as his number one movie? Rampage is number nine. Ooh, come yeah. on, guys! Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. For I'm sure they paid for it, and that's fine. But pain and gain. I hate men's health. I'm never clicking on anything else for men's health again. <laughs> yeah, I like me some pain and gain. But also, The Rock's best movie has got to be Fast Five because that is just a top five movie of all time. Anyway, what is their top? What is their top movie? That's my brand. I like it. Jordan. Wait, what is the top movie? Clark, Clark. top top movie? Oh, it was Pain and Gain. That's that the number like... one number one Rock movie was Pain and Gain. To I refused fair, to watch it, so I don't know if it was good. It was really good. Okay. It was good, but I didn't feel like The Rock's performance in that was that good. It was Maki Mac and Wahlberg who was all crazy and ballistic in that movie that way good. Or maybe I'm misremembering. I'm just out on Wahlberg. That's fair. It's fair. He was that, really that good in the padded. But he's good in the pad. He's great in boogie nights outside of that. Eh. That is men's health, and that movie is about weightlifting. So that also makes that sense. makes a lot of sense, Jordan. Yeah. 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 They, they had they had other mess they had an, uh, a different agenda. They weren't just truly looking for the greatest masterpiece that the rock put together, but instead, how can we leverage this for our uh, listener and readership? <sighs> well, you know, this is something we don't do. We bring you our unabashed opinions. We don't leverage to our listenership or we our did sponsors. The dick pill thing a while back. We did a dick thing a while back. The dick pill thing. Get oh, your yeah. testosterone. No, we, did, your we didn't. No, we that. did not. We did not. We have not leveraged to those with ED yet. We can, but Roman, for the right price. If you want, Roman, we will happily <laughs> leverage to all those men with ED, but at the right price. Just like how uh, how Clark will not be sponsored by Fireball unless they come with the right price. If they if they send me a bunch of Fireball, well then. <laughs> Okay. All right. We're in. This is this is a great deal. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. There's your uh, week eight starts and sits. We have a couple st- sits splashed in there. Uh, Clark, I, did I miss my – does my records, my recording ability, uh, did it let me down? Did you not have a lock this week? No, I did. My lock is that Osweiler gets sacked at least four times. <laughs> Damn it, Pete. <laughs> And then the rocket ship takes off into the sky. I'm really concentrating hard on this Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie <laughs> research over here. I don't know how it. we missed that. That was the lock that you made. I know. Was something else going on. Yeah. Was there other things going on when you were talking about the that game? I, I can't remember. You guys are jerks. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Biggest takeaway from this episode is that Jordan is going as The Rock, and you can vote uh, as to which character 
he will be portraying. Uh, let us know on Twitter at RB1 Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and on Stitcher. We're on both platforms. Rate, review, give us five stars because you love the fact that we spent most of this episode talking about rock movies, uh, old movies, and Halloween costumes than actual football because it's Halloween. Halloween's far more important than football. What are you doing with your life? Follow myself on Twitter at uh, Pete M. Rogers. Follow Clark at Paul Clark. Follow Jordan at Jordan underscore Smith 27. Follow Nick at Ginger underscore underscore Nick without a K. We will be back at you guys next week. And make sure to go vote, register, do all the important things, be an important part of this country, do your thing, uh, and we will talk to you guys next week. Peace! Go, go, go. There is a great picture of Dwayne the Rock Johnson from Hercules in Slack, and I'm not saying that needs to be oh, it's looking, 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 the picture looking. for the I'm podcast looking. this week, but but you know. it probably it might be. it might. Oh be. my god, there it is! <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Jordan, do you have a lion head at your house? Oh, do you have a lion head? Do you have a lion head at your house? I can't say that's something I own. God, ah, maybe you have Damn a friend it. that has one. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.